Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Today we have a really fun topic because it's summertime, which means most of us are going on summer vacations. And that can be challenging. Trying to figure out how to eat healthy, how to stay on track with your health goals. Or maybe some of you just have this mindset, you know what? We're on vacation. No rules. And... It's a free-for-all. But I'm hoping that after you listen to today's topic, you will find that there is a healthy balance between eating everything healthy and going off the rails completely. I promise you, there is a middle ground. Now, I will tell you, this weekend, we did not have the best luck. (laughs) I have to share a quick story with you. My daughter... Uh, We have a separate garage fridge uh, for just all the extras that we purchase. As you know, we have a large family and I can't possibly keep everything we need in our refrigerator in our house. So we have an extra refrigerator in our garage where, you know, we store extra milk. Um, Sometimes we'll store produce in there from the garden. Well, it was a hot, hot weekend And my daughter went into the garage fridge to get a drink for her soccer game and left the refrigerator door open all day because we were at the soccer tournament all day. And so we came home to a refrigerator that was 70 degrees and had to throw everything out. And... I know some of you have had this experience too because I see you guys share it on Facebook or on social medias or just having conversations, but it wouldn't have been so devastating if I had not just gone to the grocery store the night before. And so all the yogurts, the two gallons of milk, I think Jim had a case or two of beer in that fridge, Um, so much food had to get thrown out. I think the only thing that we recovered was a watermelon, but oh, it was so frustrating. And then on top of that, um, Jim took the kids to the pool this weekend. Uh, I guess it was on Saturday night and they got back in the car from the pool and they're like, what is that horrific smell? And so they drove home And Jim looked underneath his car seat, and here was a half-spilled half-gallon of milk. And he said he bought his mom some milk at the store earlier that week, and it must have rolled under his seat, and he forgot about it. And it was in that hot car for most of the week until it exploded, and guys, I can't even begin to tell you the horrific smell that comes out of that car. I mean, he has 
sprayed everything in it, baking soda, you know, put the top down, you know, the opened up all the windows, had a fan going in there. It's not touching it. It smells like roadkill or vomit or a combination of the two. We were driving down the road and Ben's like, I think roadkill would smell better than this, this car. And he's not wrong. So just curious if that has ever happened to you. Have you ever left milk in your car by mistake and then it exploded and then have this horrific, horrific smell that you try to get rid of. If you have any pointers or tips on how to get that smell out of my car, please let me know because I'm sure by the time you hear this podcast, which is a couple weeks after I tape it, I'm sure the smell will still be there and it's the middle of summer. So yeah, uh, I will welcome all the comments. Thankfully, uh, it happened in the Jeep and not my minivan because we are driving um, to Missouri this summer and I could not even begin to imagine us making that trip in a van if it smelled as bad as, as that Jeep smells. So anyway, just funny story and gotta love kids. But actually, you know what? The last one was Jim's fault. So uh, gotta love husbands. So anyway, let's go back to the topic at hand. We are going to talk all about summer vacations. I know summer vacations are, are a challenge, like I said, for some people. It trips them up. You know, they're doing so good. You know, when I'm on my routine and I have my structure, everything is just great. And then we go on vacation and everything is ruined. And, you know, all that hard work that I did is off to the wayside. And we get really, really frustrated. So today I'm going to teach you how to go through your vacation still enjoying yourself because my goodness, life is stressful enough. We need these vacations to get away and just break the routine and the monotony and just spend time with our loved ones, our families, uh, our friends in some cases. Um, But I want you to feel really confident going into it that you can enjoy yourself and still be working on your health goals. This is not an either or situation. In fact, there are hardly any times in our life where it's definitely an either or situation. There's usually some compromise to be made and I'm gonna help you find that today. In fact, I'm gonna give you, I think it's 12 tips on how to navigate your way. Uh, I'll share things that have worked for us Uh, When we go on trips, most of the time we do road trips, all right, because seven plane tickets just isn't in the budget. So we drive everywhere, and that's a whole other podcast on how to survive that. But um, yeah, I just want to make this really doable for you. Hopefully some of these things you're doing already, others may be new that you want to incorporate into your summer vacation. So let's just get started. So number one. When you are on vacation, I'm always going to to recommend as soon as you get to your destination is find a grocery store, all right? Find a grocery store so you can get a couple items to have on hand that can either be quick snack ideas, easy meal ideas, but going out to eat for every single meal, not only can that be costly, but... A lot of times, 
Again, more calories, more fat, more sugar, more salt when you dine out. Things can get heavy after a while. Like those are heavy meals. So having a couple things that you can make either in your hotel room or if you're staying in like an Airbnb uh, would be a great option. And obviously there's going to be grocery stores wherever you go. So this should not be too challenging, but I do always recommend when you get to your destination, drive around, get to know the area you're at and do find a grocery store to shop for a couple different items. Now, when you're going to the grocery store, again, this is not an opportunity for a free for all. I don't think we need to go and buy every high calorie treat. I don't think we need to buy every snack and dessert option that the grocery store offers because we're on vacation and we're just going to eat junk the whole time. Like we still can order or we can still purchase healthy foods too and have a nice balance of both. Okay. Yes. Go and buy some of those treats, especially if you're in a new region or a new area where there are different foods to try. Absolutely, I'm all 100% on board. But just make sure that you are spending some time in the produce section as well. Now for me, when I go on vacation, I think of treats a little bit differently. Yes, I still think of treats like cookies and cakes and snacks and that kind of stuff, you know, things I don't typically buy. But for me, when I go on vacation, how I treat myself is buying prepackaged um, single serve containers of foods that I normally wouldn't because of the cost. So for example, I will buy hard boiled eggs already. Um, well, I will buy eggs already hard boiled um, because I'm probably not going to try to find a, a big pot and then boil them. I, it's just easier for me to just buy something already pre-made. I will buy the single servings of yogurt versus buying the tubs of yogurt because it's more economical. I will buy, I will go to the fruit section and the produce section and I will buy the big giant bowl of fruit already cut up because it's just easier and I never allow myself to buy that just on a normal day at the grocery store because I can cut it myself. So I like to buy all these fun, healthy, single serve, or even pre-cut foods to save time because I don't want to be spending all my time in the kitchen chopping and prepping food. I just don't. I want to be on vacation. I want to relax. But having some of these novelty items, these pre-cut foods that I don't typically enjoy at home feels indulgent to me. And so buy the veggie tray, buy the fruit tray, buy the foods that are already pre, you know, pre, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Portioned, right? Like I'll buy the packs of 100 calorie packs of nuts while we're on vacation because that's easy to grab. I don't have to worry about buying this big giant container of something and then trying to portion them out or trying to get Ziploc bags to make sure that every person has 
you know, a fair share. I just buy the convenience items because it's easy. And that's what I look forward to. Another thing that I buy when we're on vacation is bars. Now, what is so special about bars? Well, for some of you who eat bars all the time, there is nothing special about bars. You eat them all the time because they're convenient. I mean, let's be honest. The reason why you choose to eat bars, whether we're talking like protein bars or granola bars, you eat them on a regular basis because it's just easy. You can throw one in your bag. You can throw one in the glove compartment. And it can be a quick snack, ready to go, satisfies you, checks off the boxes, and you're on your way. I typically don't buy bars because I like to eat foods. I feel like I get more satisfaction out of foods. I like combining different foods for different nutrients and different textures and flavors. And although I like bars, you know, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with them. I just want to try to eat more whole foods as much as possible. But when I'm on vacation, bring on the bars. For some people, if you're eating bars on an everyday basis, and then I tell you to eat bars when you're on vacation, maybe uh, you're really active, you're doing a lot of hiking, uh, you're doing a lot of maybe backpacking, traveling, however you're moving, bars are a really great option to meet your nutrition needs and without requiring refrigeration, right? It's really, really simple. But if you eat bars on an everyday basis, guess what happens when you're on vacation? You don't want any more bars. You're sick of bars and you're going to seek something else. And most likely that something else is going to be at a gas station or at a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, because you're looking for something quick and easy. So I say all this so that you maybe try to choose other foods when you're home and you're in your everyday routine and save those bars for when you actually really need them. For when you're on a trail somewhere and you don't have access to food or refrigeration or a restaurant or a gas station, save the bars for those moments and then you get really excited to eat them because it's been a very long time since you had one and it feels like a treat. Okay, so make an exception with bars when you're on vacation, but in order to be excited about eating them, you probably have to decrease the frequency at which you eat them on a regular basis. I hope this is all making sense. All right, so we're going to find a grocery store. We're going to treat ourselves with maybe um, convenience foods or pre-cut foods that are going to make cooking so much easier and faster and more enjoyable. So it's not a chore. I know a lot of us when we go on vacation, I don't want to cook at all, right? I just want to be served the whole entire time. And that's great. But depending on where you're going, you may not be able to find all those really great healthy restaurants that are going to to make that journey super simple. So, you know, chances are you're going to be cooking or at least putting together some foods wherever you're staying. Now for me, and I think we talked a little bit about this last week, um, 
One of my other tips is eat breakfast at home. And when I say home, I mean wherever you're staying, your hotel room or in your Airbnb or whatever house you might be renting for the week. Breakfast for me, you know, I can take it or leave it. I really enjoy breakfast foods, but when we're on vacation, that's not where I want to spend my money or my time. Like I want to get out there. I want to go be active. I want to go do things. I don't want to be spending, you know, an hour or two at a restaurant somewhere eating breakfast because again, it's a really simple meal that I can probably make on my own. Uh, when I eat breakfast, and I'm going to keep saying at home, but follow me here. It means at wherever we're staying. Um, it then opens up other opportunities to go out for meals that I'm really excited about, which is typically dinner, right? Lunch or dinner. So I love to eat foods wherever we're at. Like, you know, I think I've shared before, we love to go down south. Uh, I just love the temperature. I love the people. I love the slow pace. I love country music. And so the South is always fun for us to go to, which also means Southern cooking. And I like it. So I don't want to waste all my time and money and calories eating regular breakfast foods when I can be really excited about the moments where I'm eating maybe foods that I don't get in Pennsylvania. All right. So think about what can you make in your hotel room? Well, single serve packets of oatmeal are a fantastic and really great choice because you can just empty those oats into a cup and use your coffee maker to heat up some water and instantly have oatmeal. You can grab some fresh fruit at the grocery store like bananas. Uh, you can even grab some of those single serving packs of raisins and throw that into your oatmeal and voila, you're done. Um, I will typically make eggs when we're on vacation if we have a house. Uh, yogurt parfaits is another family favorite because it's just easy. Greek yogurt, berries, and granola. Um, I'll do cottage cheese and fruit because it's just simple. But for me, especially in the morning, I want to get I want to get out. I don't want to be wasting time eating a uh, big breakfast, which is another tip. I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but as I say one tip, it's reminding me of another tip. So I hope you guys are tracking. Uh, be careful of the big breakfast, big dinner trap. So a lot of times what will happen is, you know, we'll eat this large, huge breakfast and then we're hoping that it fills us up for the whole entire day. And then we eat a large, huge meal before bed. And for some of us, our metabolisms don't really do well with huge meals twice a day. For some of us, we do better eating smaller, more frequent meals. So if you're going to have a large meal, honestly, I'd rather you have it around lunchtime. So that way, if you are active and doing something, you have an opportunity to burn off some of those calories. Eating a large meal right before bed Number one, it's not going to make you feel great. Probably will affect your sleep. For some of you, it's going to cause reflux. But for a lot of us, it just goes right into storage. Because if you're going to be horizontal the rest of the night sleeping, you're not really going to be burning those calories. And that's how easy it is to start gaining weight while you're on vacation. 
So if you're going to have that larger meal, maybe consider doing that at lunchtime and then having something smaller at the evening meal. All right, let's talk a little bit though when you go out to restaurants. So an easy tip, one that you've heard before is make sure you look at the menu ahead of time. And honestly, it's a good tip because it's extremely helpful. You know, knowing what they have at that restaurant ahead of time when you're like in a calm place, when you're not smelling all the smells and looking at what, you know, other patrons are eating, uh, when you're not, you know, starving as you're sitting there. Uh, Those are all really challenging moments to make the best choice. So I'm a big fan of looking at the menus ahead of time to figure out what is my best option in this moment. And for some of you, maybe the question you should be asking yourself is, what can I order on this menu that I won't overeat? Right? Have you ever thought about that before? Or is it just a straight... I get to order whatever I want and hopefully I'll be able to, to control my portions. Chances are if you're ordering whatever you want, you're going to finish whatever it is. So think about that when you're ordering something. What is something that I can order that I won't overeat? All right. So for me, I'm a big fan, like I said, of looking at the menu ahead of time. One of the things that helps me as well and our family is we tend to order and eat family style. You know when you're at a new restaurant, especially one that you've heard good things about, you want all the things, right? It's really hard to make that one single decision and narrow it down. Uh, So something that's really helped us is we order family style so that way we can try multiple things. Now, when we order family style, we do order a large entree salad. So that way we can make sure we're getting some vegetables and we're starting with that. Uh, We will order a couple entrees. Again, remember there's seven of us, so scale according to your needs. Um, But we'll order some entrees, maybe you know, whatever that restaurant is known for. And, you know, then we might order a fun food like a burger or something that we can just cut up and everybody wants a bite um, because that burger will be served with French fries. And that's an easy side dish that everyone in the family likes. But we will order one to two entree salads to make sure that our plates are still balanced by the end of the meal. And this is just a really nice option if you want to try multiple things, but also not overeat multiple things. It kind of gives you a taste. Um, Now, the thing is, remember, when you're at a restaurant, this portion sizes are going to be large. So you don't necessarily need to order one entree per person. You know, for a family of seven, we probably can get away with ordering five entrees. Like I said, two entree salads two family meals, like two entrees, I should say, and then one burger with fries. And we can get away with all eating that, Um, especially, you know, if they have maybe, I don't want to say like there's a bread basket or something like that, the kids will fill up on that. Um, Be careful of free foods. Free foods don't usually have a ton of nutritional quality to them, which is why they're free. 
I mean, they're really just trying to fill you up while you're waiting for your meal. So you don't realize how long it's taking your meal to get to your table. And so be careful of that. Now, I love a good dinner roll as much as the next person. So I will never tell you, you can never have the dinner roll. And, but I will say I do have one and then I try to move it to the other side of the table so it's not sitting right in front of me. All right. So I want you to think about how can you order differently when you are at those restaurants. I want you to enjoy your food, which means you need to savor it. It's interesting to me, and I've done it myself, so I can totally um, relate to this, but there have been times where I have eaten an entire meal and have not tasted one single bite. And you think about that. How can that even happen? But it can if you're distracted, if you're not paying attention. Now, typically when we're at a restaurant, we're excited about eating. So we're paying attention to that first bite or maybe the first two or three bites. But then after that, we kind of just follow into autopilot mode and just just shovel it in. And we don't even really pay attention. So if you're going to order something at a restaurant, actually taste it. Savor it. Close your eyes. Like be in the moment. And then realize when you're not in that moment anymore, when you're, you're done tasting the food because either your body has given you a fullness signal or you're just not enjoying it anymore. Think about how can I enjoy this meal? How can I be present? Your body will never steer you wrong. You know, for some of us, we get all worried when we go to a restaurant if we don't know what they're serving. How will I ever be healthy? How will I ever make the best decision? Well, here's the thing. You know, you don't always get the opportunity to control the food where you're going, but you can always control the portion. And how you control the portion is you listen to your body. Now, there are tips on how you can help control portions by asking for the to-go box right away and boxing up at least half of it if it's a large portion. But honestly, I, I wouldn't even worry about that. I would just really pay attention to your body's signals. And if you do that, your body will never steer you wrong. It just won't. The problem is most of us aren't paying attention. We're, we're too busy you know, either talking about something else or, or distracting ourselves with a screen, you know, that we're not even in the moment listening to our own body signals. You know, eventually we have to get to this place where we eat more intuitively, where we just listen to what our body needs. That is a goal we should all be striving for. Guys, your body goes with you wherever you go. You don't need a calorie tracker or a spreadsheet to tell you how much to eat. You have a system pre-wired into your body. We just got to listen to it and honor it and not be so scared of, of it that, and not an untrusting of it. You know, for some of you, you are trying so desperately to lose weight and you restrict 
during times of hunger or when your your body still tells you it needs more food and you won't give it to it because you're trying desperately to lose weight. And then you get yourself into a situation where you're at a restaurant where they have foods that look great and smell great and you just go off. And your body's trying to give you a signal and you're just like, I don't care. I'm going for it. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start when I get back. And you're actually looking forward to the opportunity to overindulge because you have been so restrictive for so long. Does that sound like any of you? I know it used to sound like me. I used to do that. You know, it was almost like I was rewarding myself. But, and I could feel those signals telling me to stop. You're full enough. And meanwhile, my brain just kept saying, keep going. You already, you already screwed up. Just keep going. And you only got three more days of vacation. You might as well screw them up too. And then we can start fresh again when you get home. I just, I don't know if I shared this with you or not, um, but you know what? It bears repeating because it's actually a fantastic analogy. Um, it was the talk of the rumble strips. I can't even remember if I talked about this last week. My memory is just, it's in the tank right now. I can't remember much of anything. Um, but it was this analogy of driving down a highway and you know how on the right-hand side, usually there are some rumble strips when you're, you're on a highway to let you know that you're too far over to the right and you need to, you know, turn your wheel a touch and get back into the middle lane, middle of the lane. And for some of us, when we hit the rumble strips and we all have at one point, um, you know, that's what we do. We turn our wheel and we get right back on track. Just because we hit the rumble strips doesn't mean that we now have to ride the rumble strips the entire way to our destination. But a lot of us do this with food, right? We mess up and then we figure, well, I've messed up. So now I just need to continue messing up the entire rest of the way. And then once I get off the exit, then I'll start all over again. We don't do this with anything except for food. We don't do this anywhere else in our life except with food. And we need to stop. So I want you to think about that. When you've overdone it, maybe it's at a meal, when you haven't honored those fullness signals and you get that desire to overdo it, and then all of a sudden you catch yourself and you're like, why did I do this? I don't want to do this. Instead of saying, well, I've already screwed up, so I might as well keep going. What if you actually say, oh, okay, I guess I'll stop. It doesn't matter how far I've, I've gone past my signal. I am going to stop now. That is being kind to yourself. Um, and especially when you're at a restaurant, when you're on vacation, and your brain just wants to say, screw it. Let's just do all the stuff, and we'll get back on track when we get home. Listen to your body. When you get that moment where you have that clarity of, I don't want to be doing this, just stop. Try it. Try it when you're not on vacation, right? Get good at it. Practice it. Guys, this is going to take a lot of practice. 
If you've never done it before, you're going to have to practice this. It's not just going to come naturally because you heard me say this one time. You're going to have to do a little bit of work. All right. I think I have one or two more tips here. Um, Number one, please don't forget the water. Make sure you're packing that water bottle. You're drinking plenty of fluids. It's usually the first thing to go, especially if you're driving. If you're on a road trip, a lot of times we don't want to drink water because we want to get to our destination faster. And I get that. It's annoying when you have to stop every 30 minutes to go to the bathroom. But when you are dehydrated, you tend to eat more. So if you are looking for ways that you can put your, set yourself up for success, make sure you are well hydrated. Drink your water. The other thing is actually just kind of a pet peeve of mine. When I hear my clients tell me that they're, they're going to go work out in the gym at their hotel or they're going to go to um, go inside a gym. And if that's what you enjoy doing, I am not here to tell you that's wrong. But for some of you, you guys are going to a destination. Please go exercise outside. Like go explore, go hike, go for a bike ride, walk the boardwalk walk the beach, like let that be your exercise. Please don't, you know, hold yourself up in a dark, dingy gym for an hour because you feel like you have to exercise only in a gym. Let your destination be your gym. Please go out, get some fresh air, do it with the people you're, you're traveling with, make it more fun. Um, But please go exercise outside and enjoy the scenery of wherever you're at. All right. I think I got most of the tips. I I just have one left. And that is, don't forget that when you return from vacation, things are a little challenging that week. So when you're thinking about, oh, I'm only going away for a week, And I can get back on track when I get home, which we've already talked about, not the way we want to think. Um, I want you to actually think it's not just one week, it's it's two weeks. Because you need an extra week to recover. Most of us are not coming home from a trip and getting right back into our routine. Right? We've got to go to the grocery store. Usually that takes a day or two until we find time to do that. Between all the laundry, the four gazillion emails we have to respond to, there's a lot going to be on your plate when you return. It's just how it is. So perhaps before you go on vacation, maybe plan some really simple meals that first week. And if you're ahead of the game, you can even do some grocery shopping for a meal when you return that's really, really quick and easy so that you don't fall into the trap. Well, we have no groceries at the house and now we have to go out to eat after you've just gone out to eat seven days in a row. All right, so just a little forward thinking of how can you set yourself up to be successful even when you return from your trip because it does take about a good week to feel like you've got your bearings and that you're back on track. All right, guys, those are your tips for a healthy summer vacation. So I hope this was helpful. I hope um, you enjoyed these tips. I know we did a summer vacation uh, podcast. I don't know if it was the first year 
that I was doing this, but I know that there's a lot of new listeners now. And if you haven't gone back to listen to some of those older podcasts, I definitely encourage you to do that. There's a lot of great information. Um, but hopefully this was a good refresher for some of you and even contained some new content that was helpful. All right, guys, let me give you your recipe and then I will send you on your way. All right, this is a roasted tomato crostini. And so for this, you're going to need uh, one pint of cherry tomatoes, two teaspoons of olive oil, salt, pepper, four slices of whole wheat bread, and a half a cup of ricotta cheese. <laughs> uh, you're going to heat your oven to 325 degrees and go ahead and line a, um, a cookie sheet with parchment paper. Toss the tomatoes with a little bit of the olive oil, salt, and pepper, and go ahead and roast that for about 45 minutes until the tomatoes are really soft. Once you remove them from the oven, you can go ahead and toast the bread under a broiler. And when it is fully toasted, simply remove it from the oven, spread some ricotta cheese on top, and then top it with the roasted tomatoes. And you have a delicious, delicious um, either appetizer or part of your meal. I probably would make it just part of dinner. Uh, you can even do a little drizzle of balsamic vinegar if you would like. And that's it. A really simple but elegant and tasty. You know what? You can even make that lunch if you wanted to because you got carb, protein, and produce, which is always the three components I'm promoting and suggesting for every meal. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic summer. I hope you have a fantastic summer vacation wherever you go. And um, yeah, that's it. So have a great week and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.